Good morning. morning. Welcome as we come to worship on a um, glorious Sunday morning, Um, almost like the summer. Well, not really, because our summer was so wet, so it's not really like the summer. It's just a lovely um, Sunday morning. Uh, Welcome if you're here for the first time, um, or if you're joining us online for the first time, we bid you a warm welcome in the name of Jesus as we come to welcome uh, and come to worship in this place. We also want to welcome uh, Rebecca with us today, who is our local representative for Scripture Union. Um, and will be taking part in our service today. Uh, and also to welcome uh, Marcos, um, who is with us. We've been praying uh, for Marcos as he arrives um, over the last number of weeks and will be with us uh, for this year. Uh, so an opportunity to gather and to say hello to him uh, and indeed Rebecca after the service over tea and coffee um, as well. well. As we begin today, let's hear a verse of scripture. Um, it comes from the Old Testament, um, 2 Chronicles um, chapter 7 and verse 14. And it says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin and will heal their land. An encouraging and amazing verse um, that encourages us as God's people to come before him, to lay our hearts bare before him in worship and repentance uh, and in offering our lives in service for him. When we do that, he will open the floodgates of heaven and pour out his blessings upon us and upon this community. And often that's the first that we use and we miss the next one. The next one says, Now my eyes will be open and ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. Let us pray in this moment. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity that it is to gather together. We pray for our brothers and sisters across the world today who meet in fear because they are willing to declare your name. We give thanks for their faith and for their steadfastness. And may the prayers of your people worldwide hold them and support them in this moment. But as we gather in this place, a local expression of your body, of your community, we pray that what we do in this moment would change and transform our lives into your likeness, that we might carry the hope and the salvation and the love that you give to us so freely into the world around us as we disperse a little later. In your name we pray. Amen. Uh, If you want to follow today's reading in the Pew Bibles, it's on page 1153. Page 1153. And it's from uh, the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Chapter 12, beginning at the first verse. And the section is entitled, Spiritual Gifts. Now about spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that when you are pagans, somehow or other, you are influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore I tell you, that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. To another, 
the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, and to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he gives them to each one just as he determines. I wonder if you can think back to when you were maybe only about eight years old. For some of us, I know it's longer than for others. But when you were sitting in your classroom, maybe in primary school, I wonder what it was that you used to daydream about. Maybe when you were a bit distracted or looking out of the window. I imagine it was a whole mixture of things, but maybe for some of us, it was something along the lines of, imagine if I was the fastest runner in the world, or imagine if I was the best singer in my school, or if I was the most handsome one in our school photograph, what would my life be like if we were able to do some of those things? We all begin to compare ourselves to others from a very young age. And if all of us in here were honest, we all likely still do. Although now we might be past the idea of thinking we could become the fastest runner in the world. Maybe for some of you that dream is still alive. But instead we might ask ourselves questions like, do we really have anything to offer? Are our efforts really helpful in comparison to that person over there? Um, is it better if I just hang up my boots and let somebody else do those things instead? While the world cares about the physical gifts that people have and they celebrate the fastest runners and the best singers, the Lord calls us to care about a completely different set of gifts that are not always as easily seen. These gifts are not short-lived. These gifts make a monumental impact. And instead of having short-term significance, like someone like Usain Bolt, who is now not able to win gold medals anymore, these ones instead have eternal significance. And they are, of course, what we have just read about in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the spiritual gifts that God gives to each one of his people. In 1 Corinthians 12, we read about these gifts and how they are to be used. It was, of course, just read, and thank you for that. But let's take a look again at just a few of those verses before we continue. Um, let's remind ourselves of what it says from verses 4 to 7. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. There are three phrases within these verses that I want us to focus on for a few minutes to see what we can learn about the nature and use of these spiritual gifts. The first one that was mentioned a few times within those verses is the variety of gifts. We see this in verse four and then also through verse five. This passage and others within the New Testament make it clear that there is a great variety of spiritual gifts. And 1 Corinthians chapter 12 doesn't just mention the word gifts, but it also talks about activities and it talks about different 
opportunities of service. There are, of course, many different opinions and definitions of what is a spiritual gift, how many there are, and how, men, how they are to be used. Um, and we're not going to get into that this morning, but if you do have your questions, you can bring them to James um, after the service um, instead of to me. Um, the church in Corinth obviously also had these questions because that is why Paul is choosing to write um, to address them. He begins by saying that he does not want the people to be uninformed or to be ignorant about them. Instead, he wants them to view spiritual gifts in the way that they are meant to be. Maybe they were having arguments about um, how these gifts were to be used. Maybe some people were abusing different positions and different gifts that they had. Both are probably likely. Paul is stepping in to remind them of the correct way to use and view the gifts. At a very basic level, um, spiritual gifts are the God-given capacity of every Christian to carry out their function within the body of Christ. That means that every person has a purpose in using their spiritual gifts within the body of God in the church. That may be encouragement, hospitality, prayer. There are so many things that it could be, and they are all needed to help the church function in a healthy way. We did not go on to read the rest of chapter 12, but if you were to scan your eyes down the rest of that chapter, you will see the best analogy that we could find to show us this whenever it talks about the various parts of the body and how they cannot function without each other. It is the same with the use of spiritual gifts within the church. The variety of them is so important to help each other. And although there is variety in these gifts, it's important to remember that there is also equality in these gifts. When gifts are mentioned within the New Testament, not just here, but also in other passages, they are always mentioned in lists together and described alongside one another. It is not mentioned that one is to take priority above another. Everyone has its place. The equality of these gifts becomes clearer as we look at our next phrase, which reminds us of the source of the spiritual gifts. And that is the role of the spirit. As we read those verses together, did you notice how many times the Holy Spirit is mentioned? In just 11 verses, the Spirit is mentioned nine times. The emphasis at every point is not on the one who has a certain gift, but the emphasis is on the one who gives and is able to empower the gift, that being the Holy Spirit. It is only in and through the Spirit that our gifts can be used in the correct ways. This is a really important focus to take the attention off of ourselves. Verse 11 says, All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit, who apportions to each one individually as he wills. If we receive a gift from someone, perhaps on your birthday, we can take no pride in that gift, can we? We didn't earn the gift. We didn't force someone to give us a gift. We don't even sometimes deserve to be given a gift. It is freely given to us and it is beyond our control. It is the same here in the context of spiritual gifts. The gifts we are given have not been earned. They are not for us to boast about. Understanding the role of the Spirit allows us to talk about spiritual gifts with humility, knowing that no one person or gift is better or more effective than the other. We must acknowledge the role of the Spirit, asking for his help and guidance every day to use the gifts we have been given. The third phrase I would like us to consider is the benefit for all. 
We see this in verse 7. It uses slightly different language. It says, To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Think again about that birthday gift you have been given. Not that year you got socks, okay? Maybe the year you got a nice watch or something else that you would like to keep and remember. It is a gift for you, a gift to be enjoyed and used and kept by you. It is not a gift that is given to you that you then share with other people or immediately pass on. If someone you loved gave you a gift and you did that, it is likely they might be a bit annoyed um, that you had done that. But when it comes to the spiritual gifts we are given, that is exactly what we are meant to do. Our spiritual gifts are not meant to be kept for ourselves. They are to be given and used for the benefit of other people. We can't keep them hidden away. God expects us to use them and God wants us to develop them, to use them to the best of our ability. And with that comes a lot of responsibility. Responsibility to steward our gifts well as we seek to try to do three things. Firstly, we use our gifts ultimately to bring glory to God. As we use our gifts to serve, to teach, to encourage others to worship, it points us and others to God, giving him all the glory he deserves. Secondly, we also use our gifts to serve other believers. When we gather as God's people, we use our gifts as part of the body to serve each other. Because there is variety of gifts among us, we need to use them together to help each other to be able to grow in our faith. Finally, we also use our gifts to play our part to further the kingdom of God. It is the Holy Spirit, yes, of course, who convicts and changes people's lives, but the Spirit works in us through our gifts to help lead other people to Jesus. In this room, there is a great variety of gifts that the Spirit will use to change our churches, our communities, those we know and live around. Are we willing to do our part? Do we know what our gifts are? Do you see the opportunities for you to be able to use them? Where might God be asking you to trust him as you use your gifts to give him glory? Maybe right here in this place or in the community that we see around us. We all need to take um, seriously to think about what spiritual gifts God has asked us to use. There are a variety that we can all have our part. We give all the glory to God and acknowledge the role of the Spirit as we use these gifts and recognizing that the benefit is not for ourselves, but for those who are around us. And it's something we all need to consider. For us as Scripture Union, Northern Ireland, um, we have the great privilege of seeing um, a vast number of people use their vast number of gifts um, as we work in churches and schools right across the country. Um, for our, the remainder of our time this morning, um, I want to share with you just some of what we do and how we seek to use our gifts and encourage others to use their gifts to bring glory to God and to serve those around us. Um, our mission at Scripture Union is very simple, um, and it is this. Making God's good news known to children, young people, and their families so that they may come to a personal faith in Jesus, grow in Christian maturity, and become both committed church members and servants of a world in need. 
Within Scripture Union, we have two main departments. We have our camps and missions, and we also have our schools ministry. We have just finished um, our summer activities, um, where we ran 16 residential SU camps and 20 SU mission or SISM teams um, throughout this summer, um, allowing thousands of young people to hear God's good news. Um, we are so thankful to have had um, over a thousand volunteers um, helping us to share God's good news this summer. And praise God that we saw children give their lives to Jesus um, on our beaches and in our churches this summer and others um, who have been journeying with us for years grow in their faith. Now that September um, is here, our work is in some ways only restarting um, as we go back to school um, with God, just like we were encouraging the children to do earlier. Um, I am the schools worker that covers the area from Antrim right down through Lisburn, um, which as you can see on the screen is quite a vast area that goes beyond both areas to Randallstown um, and Hillsborough. Um, there are 66 schools within this area and we support all kinds of schools, primary schools, post-primary schools and special educational needs schools as well. Um, we currently have good connections with 43 um, out of those 66 schools and we would visit regularly or have church teams in regularly um, doing different programs in those schools, um, including nine out of 10 of the post-primary schools um, and all four of the special needs schools within the district. I want to tell you how we do that in just a moment, but firstly, why? Um, why as SU are we so passionate about schools ministry and why do we believe that it is a vital part um, of any local church um, to be involved in? There are many reasons we could share but here are just a few. Um, firstly, children and young people are there. Um, we know that in recent years within this country that the numbers of children and young people walking through the doors of our churches um, has been diminishing in some ways but they do all still have to walk through the doors of their school, whether they like it or not, okay? So they are there. Um, so why would we not go and reach them where they are? Even just here within Lisburn, there are some schools where standing up in front of an assembly automatically means access to share with hundreds of children at one time. Secondly, schools are a place of influence, a major place of influence where our children and young people are shaped in views and opinions for the rest of their lives. Um, and right now, maybe more than ever, there are so many influences um, trying to push into our school communities. Um, we want to make sure that the influence of Jesus um, and of the Christian faith remains one of them. Thirdly, um, children and young people are hearing God's word for the first time in their schools. Um, and this amazes me every time we experience it. Um, it wasn't last academic year, but I think the year before, um, when James and I were um, in teaching some of the P5 classes in Harmony Hill Primary School, um, doing one of our sets of lessons called The Amazing Jesus, um, which focuses on the miracles of Jesus and how it points to the fact that he is the Son of God. Um, one week, um, the lesson we were teaching was all about the feeding of the 5,000. And at the end of the class, I think it was maybe you who asked the teacher um, to ask the pupils how many of them had heard that story before and if I'm right I think three out of around 28 um, within that class put their hand up um, which is amazing um, it's crazy it's not amazing it's crazy whenever you think um, that children in this generation only three of them out of a whole class had heard that story before more recently um, towards Easter time I met a boy in a school who was called Caleb um, and with it being Easter time naturally we were talking about the death and resurrection of Jesus um, Caleb came up to me at the end of our session together and he said, 
I knew Jesus had died, but I didn't know that he was still alive today. We have children who are hearing these things for the very first time um, in their schools, um, which is an amazing opportunity for us to have. And the last one to share for now is that schools are open to us. Um, at the moment, I think there is kind of a growing fear and attitude that actually um, we aren't able to go in and speak freely about our faith um, in schools, but um, we ex that is not what we experience at all. Um, right across the country of Northern Ireland, from Fermanagh to Coleraine to Lisburn, um, we are able to go into our schools um, week on week to share in assemblies um, and RE lessons and NRSU groups about God and about what he has done um, in each of our lives. So it's really important um, for us to continue to try to do that um, because we are not naive to the fact that um, opposition is coming and maybe will come um, even more as we continue to try to get into our schools in the days ahead. Um, and we as SU want to try to make as big an impact as we can now in our schools with the help of our churches to ensure that when that opposition comes, um, our schools, our teachers, our board of governors um, will still see the benefit um, of having um, organisations like ourselves and local churches involved in our school communities. So that's why, um, but what about how? Um, well, we call our schools work the E3 project. You can see the little symbol. Um, on the screen, which you guessed it, is based on three different words um, beginning with E, um, and they are very simple. The first one is engage. Um, we want to engage with pupils in their schools to give them opportunities to encounter Jesus through his word um, and also allowing them to explore faith for themselves. Um, in the last academic year, um, which is 2022 to 23, in this school district of Antrim and Lisburn, um, we engaged with over 8,000 children and young people um, by delivering 67 school assemblies, um, 182 RE lessons and supporting our many um, SU groups across this town. That's before we include um, what local churches um, have been doing um, far beyond us, which we will come to a little bit later on. As we deliver um, assemblies, RE lessons and SU groups, we try to make sure the Bible is opened and explained in a creative way that is accessible for every child and young person. This term in our primary school assemblies, which just started in the week that has passed, um, our children will be hearing about how God has a plan for each of their lives um, through the story of Esther. We are also currently taking bookings for our RE lessons, um, such as our Fist Pump 5 lessons, um, which are based on the NHS's Five Steps to a Healthy Mind, but they also speak um, of how the Bible can help us um, with each of those different things as well. Or our year eight um, introduction to the Bible lessons, which teach young people how they can find different books of the Bible for themselves and about how it is all one big story that points to Jesus. Our SU groups are also just starting again for another year. Um, Friends SU group, for example, are just about to start a series um, considering the different titles of Jesus and what they mean. Um, so right across this town every day, you can be assured that children and young people are hearing faithfully from God's word right in their schools. Um, we also engage with pupils through other opportunities, um, such as through Alpha courses. Um, last year, we were able to deliver um, the Youth Alpha course with 20 young people in St. Benedict's College um, in Randallstown, which was a new opportunity for us um, to make contact um, with that school. Um, and we're hoping to do that again um, this year. As you can see on the screen, 
Um, in January, we were also able to run a joint SU weekend for the three high school SU groups here in Lisburn. Um, and we, are, we have one planned again for January of the coming year. Um, this was a really significant time for these groups um, because the SU um, groups within their schools would be slightly smaller. They wouldn't be able really to go away for a weekend um, by themselves. Um, so to take them away for a weekend and help them to be introduced to other Christians um, in this town or other young people who face some of the same struggles that they do in school, I think was really beneficial um, for each of them. We've also been really excited by the increase um, of prayer spaces that we've been seeing in our schools over the last couple of years. And we hope to run a few of these locally within this academic year as well. So as you can see, there is so much going on as we engage in our schools um, across the district. The second thing we hope to do is equip. Um, we hope to equip Christian teachers and pupils to be salt and light in their schools by giving them the support and encouragement that they need um, and resources that they can use in schools for themselves. Um, in just a few weeks time, we will be hosting um, our Making Your Mark um, training, which is for pupils who are serving on their SU committees. Um, it's a time when we bring them together to teach them about biblical leadership and also to um, help them to know how they can effectively share their faith um, with others in their school. So please do pray for that as it happens in a few weeks time. We also help try to um, equip our teachers um, as they run SU groups in their ever busy school lives. Um, just this week I met with a teacher in Ballymacash Primary School um, as their SU group is going to start next week for the first time um, in three years. So it hasn't been able to run um, since um, before the pandemic, um, but it's going to be restarting again, which is really, really encouraging. Um, we were able to just meet after school with the teacher um, to be able to pray with her and we were able to give her some of our resources um, that she's going to be able to use in her SU group um, moving forward. The final E of E3 is empower. Um, we want to empower local churches to actively pray, support and get involved in schools ministry. Um, we cannot do all of this work on our own and also quite simply we don't want to. Um, we strongly believe that the best support a school can have is the investment and prayers of the local church. Um, we are there to help build connections, yes, and provide training um, for church members or for different church leaders um, to be able to go into their schools. But at the end of the day, we want to see churches take ownership um, of being able to support their local schools because they, you can be there much more often than we can and have more of an impact um, day to day than we can as well. We seek to do this by providing up-to-date information to allow churches to pray intentionally for local schools and um, through training members of churches to get involved in schools ministry um, and providing biblical resources that are appropriate for schools um, with language that is appropriate for schools and um, that tie in with the school curriculum um, so that all of that work um, is done for you and for other churches. Last year, we partnered with 25 local churches and five other local parachurch organisations um, across Antrim and Lisburn to deliver programmes in our schools. Um, and I'm very thankful that you as a church have been one of them. Um, again, within the last year in Harmony Hill Primary School, um, we were in many times for assembly, but also in June, we were able to deliver alongside um, James our um, It's Your Move programme, which helps prepare the P7s for their transition um, into year eight, um, which we also share with them some of those words we used earlier from the book of Joshua. 
that really is just a snapshot of what is going on across the district. Um, there are so many more encouraging things happening. So if you would like to know more or if you have any questions, please do come and speak to me afterwards. I would love um, to share some more with you. Um, if you would be interested in keeping up to date um, with what we're doing um, across this academic year um, or supporting the project, there are some different things you can do. Um, we've already mentioned that we do like to provide churches with up-to-date um, prayer points for our schools. Um, this is something that is provided once a month um, that can help you see what's coming up in each school in the month that lies ahead. Um, just as you go outside at the door, there is a sheet um, that you can sign up um, to receive that prayer news if that is something um, that you would be interested in. Um, if you do sign up to that, please know we will not contact you about anything else or send you lots of other random things that sometimes we don't like to get. It will just be um, the prayer points as they come. There are also some of these leaflets at the back um, which just summarise a little bit more um, some of what we do and what I have just shared. If you would at all be interested um, in donating to the project or supporting on an ongoing basis, um, it does take around £30,000 for this project to run effectively um, in our schools each academic year um, to provide resources for our schools to be able to train um, volunteers to keep all of this going. So if that is something you'd be interested in, all the information you need um, is also in this leaflet. Um, you can also find all of the relevant information on our website, um, which is on the screen, um, or you can follow us on our Facebook page as well to keep up to date. If any of you would be interested in how you can maybe practically support your schools, maybe by um, coming along, even just to visit an RE lesson to see what we're doing um, without having to take part, you would be more than welcome. And um, We love having people along with us, so please do chat to me afterwards if that's something you would be interested in. Um, the final thing to mention is that there's some um, little bookmarks as well at the back that have my email address on them. If you want to get in touch with me or contact me for any reason, or maybe you know a teacher in a school who you think, I know that they would really love um, to have some of those resources, um, please do um, put them in touch with me um, because we would love um, to chat with them or support them in any way that we can. So I hope that um, is encouraging for you this morning as you hear um, what is going on across the schools um, in this district. Um, as we finish, let me just pray um, and thank God for being with us this morning and ask him to guide us as all of us seek to trust him as we use our gifts um, together in this place. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to come together this morning um, as your children. Father, I thank you that within this room you have gifted each one of us um, with things that we can use to glorify you and to serve one another. God, I pray that you would help all of us um, to know our place within the body of your church. And God, we pray that you would help all of us to choose and um, to use our gifts to the, for the benefit of those who are around us. God, I pray that you would help us to rely on your spirit. And thank you for the help that we have each day, that we do not do any of this on our own. Father, we also thank you um, for the joy that it is to be able to be involved in schools ministry across this town. God, we thank you for all of the teachers, all of the children, all of the young people who know you in our schools. God, I pray that you would help them to be salt and light in the days ahead, that they would be able to share you with their friends, with their colleagues, that we would see um, you and your word being shared faithfully in the schools across this time. Lord, that you would be able to be glorified here in this very city. In Jesus' name we pray.
Amen. Well, as we finish today, uh, we finish with uh, a first that's been uh, rumbling through all of our service today, if you like. Um, it comes from Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. God says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be terrified, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So may his blessing, the blessing of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, rest upon each one of us this day and forevermore. Amen. Amen.